Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Can you hear me? Yeah. What's going on? I had you coming out of the wrong speakers. I don't know where that sentence was going to end, but I didn't think it was going to end with speakers. But. But you fixed it. No, coming out of the wrong butt. Oh, I see what you did there. How are you? How's it going? What's going on over there? <laughs> Looks like there's some some stuff going on out of frame. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. I'm recording. I'm recording. There we go. I did it already, and it was just sitting there. What a what a bitch! <laughs> what a fickle bitch she is. That Google is Google female. Um, mine is. Cool. I mean, I don't think it has any genitalia. Have you checked? <laughs> I should ask Google its pronouns, shouldn't I? You should ask Google its pronouns right now. See what happens. I will say I was very proud with. Um, Oh, do you want me to actually do that? Yes, I want you to actually do that. Don't start whatever stupid sentence you're going to say. I want you to ask the pronouns. Hey, Google, what are your pronouns? She, he or they are good for people, but it is okay for a digital assistant like me. Thanks for asking. Did you like the pause? She, he or they is okay for people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, I'm not comfortable calling Google an it. I think Google is being modest. I think they want to be called a they or she or an him, but doesn't feel comfortable enough asking to be called a he or she or they. You're being extremely disrespectful right now. No, I'm saying that I think Google... It gave you its pronouns. Yes, but I think that it... it the, something in the way that it said that sentence sounded to me like... It like had a gun to its head. It wanted to be called something else, but doesn't feel confident enough to... Say what they really want. You should get in touch with Isaac Asimov. I think you've got a good idea for a book. I've always got a good idea for a book. All of the time. Several times a day. Melinda said thank you to it. <laughs> to Google? Day. Yeah. I think today or yesterday. I said, or, oh, it said please. Because she asked it a question. And it was like, here's an answer I found. Another more common question involving these words that people ask me is this question. Would you like me to answer that one? And she said, yes, please. 
which I was like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Google deserves. Google doesn't deserve shit. Wow. So now who's being disrespectful? Still you. Yeah, it's still me. You got to use the pronouns. I did. I'm saying I think that it wants to be using different pronouns. I want to support Google in embracing its true self, who whatever that truest self may be. I think you're full of shit. I'm always full of shit. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your How was your Christmas? We're just oh this yeah, is the because first, we're actually after Christmas. We're actually now. after Christmas now. We're actually after Christmas. Uh, how was your Christmas? How was your holiday? Uh, you know, as good as a holiday spent with your anti-vax hyper right conservative in-laws can go how'd that go i forgot that's what you were doing how'd that go fine i come prepared i come with the receipts and uh they're just very good at being like yeah well what about this other thing and then i answer that and they go what about this other thing until you know until it ends melinda's sister is a lesbian and her mom said you know your sister doesn't like donald trump but we went to one of his rallies And there were people holding signs that said gays for Trump. So I don't know how anyone could think that he's not good for the gays. Well, I mean, that's a solid argument. (laughs) That sound that is bulletproof right there. I I said I saw a guy the other day on the street with a sign that said the end is nigh. But uh, I don't uh, I don't think he was necessarily correct. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's going to be some gays for everybody at some point <laughs> like true. doesn't mean that that person is or is not good for right. that for the gays i don't even like saying the term no the you gays. shouldn't that's i know that's i not shouldn't but i was trying but i know it's not but i was like but she brought it up that way so yeah. now i feel like i'm god i gotta get down to her level Here, so i'm I gonna can, help you out of this uh hole you've dug yourself please. her dad also started a conversation with me about how the state of california has made stealing legal. Okay. And I was like, I just know that's not true. I'm certain. And he was like, yes, it is. Anything under $750 will go unprosecuted by state law. And I was like, that can't be true. And he was like, it definitely is. I've been I've been reading it all over the place. And I did, you know, uh, one of my favorite progressive TikTok accounts sells merch that just says Google is free on it. And that's how I've been feeling lately, because I did a quick googly goog. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, the first thing to come up was like Proposition 47 in California would uh, it, it passed, I think. And it was to make it was to reclassify theft of products or whatever you want to call it right. under nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of value. It would reclassify them from federal offenses to misdemeanors. And that's it. So it's not it's not legal. It's just that the punishment is no longer on the same level as shooting a police officer. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's a it's it's the Jean Valjean law. You know, <laughs> like you're going to if you steal a loaf of bread, yeah. you're not going to go to jail for life. Right. You know, yeah, that's pretty exactly. Much it. Also, it's California. So like stuff under nine hundred fifty dollars is like, you know, a tube of toothpaste. That's pretty much <laughs> everything else is automatically over nine hundred fifty dollars anyway. So, yeah. you know, how was uh, how was your holiday? It was fine. It was good. Uh, we had the mother was up. My mother was the up. Mother. I forgot there's two of them. The mother came up Christmas Eve and so was here. And she for, didn't text me. That's a 
you don't want my mom to text you. <laughs> she probably did. And it, it probably took her four days to figure out how to do it. Still in the drafts. Yeah. She, she one time side side story. One time I had like been trying to call my mom and she's notoriously hard to get a hold of. And I like would text her and I wouldn't get anything back. And I was like, she, her phone is like always dead or she can't yeah. find it, whatever. So yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, that's not uncommon. Blah, 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 blah. And then I we visited with her and I was like, did you get those pictures I sent? And she's like, I haven't gotten anything from you in a while. And I was like, what? I was like, let me see your phone a second. And I looked it up. She had blocked me. I don't know if she <laughs> I don't know if she did it on purpose or not. And to this day, I'm like 50 50. I'm like, she could have been some sort of fit of rage blocked me or she accidentally was like pressing things and blocked me. And then doesn't know what that is yeah. and just was like, I mean, it must be that certainly. Right, listen, who knows? All right. You know, in some sort of chemical imbalanced rage is like, Chris <laughs> doesn't call me enough. So she blocks me, which then would prevent me from calling her even more. And then it's just she a spiral. She probably thought she was like, it was, it's like one of those filters the kids are always using. It's going to turn me into a block. And then she hit it and it was like, nothing happened. Yeah. And I was just like, you blocked me. You, I'm blocked. That she's. I was like, that's why I'm never calling you. It's because I can't. You <laughs> won't come through. So anyway, that's a different subject. But she, uh, she was up. Uh, so she was there with the kids for Christmas, and you know, she was here, and she just left this morning, and apparently she's home, and somehow blocked again. <laughs> no, I just realized uh, this. You'll like this. This is the type of stuff that happens when my mother visits me. Ready? So I got a text from her at 1138 saying that her bus was about to get home. At 247, I got this text. I just found your TV remote in my bag. I'll mail it tomorrow. (laughs) How? How is that? How does it? How did she think it was a phone or something? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I have no earthly clue. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Uh, did I get anything good for Christmas? You're worthy of presents. Well, Sarah got me some cologne and a jacket. So that was nice. Oh, she's trying to tell you you stink and you have no fashion sense. Oh, this is true, though. Yeah, we got bed sheets. She's very excited about it. I am indifferent. Yeah. But my indifference and her excitement is what makes our marriage work. (laughs) So the perfect combination right there. Uh, The kids got you can't see it. I'll probably show it to you when we get done. But the kids got, got a trampoline. That's what we have. Did you get that for them? Technically, Santa got that for them. Gotcha. So, yes. (laughs) And technically Santa sat up until about midnight putting this fucker together, too. And that is not easy. Let me tell you, it is really tough. Got to pull all those springs together. Well, I know I uh, I worked at a kid's facility that had one and uh i it was my you mean a toy store no right? no no i mean i watched children okay like i i taught them sports which oh, meant oh 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 the, i don't know why kids facility made it sound like a sweatshop to me yeah yeah it was okay i mean it doubled it was you know yeah moonlighting i worked at a kids facility for nike no where, where they make children which is weird because it's child <laughs> labor yes that's right but no i i was technically supposed to like, just put a sign on it, sorry. Like, because it was a full-size trampoline, and if one or right. two of the springs felt, like, undid themselves, like, came undone. Right. Ah, uh, sorry, everyone, springs, you know, trampolines closed until we get the maintenance guy to come in next week, 
and reattach the springs. Right. So I, but I was like, absolutely. And they were going to pay him like $400 each time that happened. And I was like, absolutely not. So like, I would just crawl under there and the easiest way to do it. I don't know if they gave you something like a tool to use, but like a a screwdriver. Yes. That's what we ended up doing. It's still not easy. And then (laughs) here's the bitch. Is that we ended up doing that? We were like, we got a screwdriver and was doing that. Whole were they thing. all upside down? No. Oh, oh god, I don't <laughs> think so. No, they weren't upside down. But then the bitch was. I got done with the whole thing, and then I looked in the box. They have a little like handle thing that you can attach the spring to oh. and do it. It's like God. Of damn course, it. I'm a moron. Yeah. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and look at that Christmas tree and go, so what are we doing here? Are we going to leave this up or is it going to stay till next year? We really should make a call. The needles are just, they're all over the place here and the kids are going to start eating them if we don't do something about this, but it's really pretty. So I guess at this point, let's just leave it up till next year, right? My name is Chris Tribble alongside me as always is my co-host, Andrew Dunn, say hello, Andrew. Lots of fiber in those uh, pine needles. That's true. So you'll have that. I, you know what? The fun fact, the trick, and you can try this next year. Mm-hmm. Actually, you can try this this year if you want. The trick is to uh, throw it all out with the ornaments still on. Yeah. And then you just get new ornaments. Yes. Put them all on. And then you just throw Because you can just throw it out the window. Yeah. That's... Like you could right now while recording, just pick that thing up, throw it out the window and be done with it. Oh, my God. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's up. He's holding it. Actually, I was going to do it. I really wanted to do it and follow through and get it out yeah. of frame. But yeah, it's I, too uh, big. Yeah, it's too big. And you're wearing your Fresner shirt. I am wearing I my... I have not heard from that guy in forever. Uh, he's probably dead. <laughs> no, he's not. Fresner is listening right now, and he's like, what a bunch of jackasses. I sent them shirts. We still love you, Fresner. He does uh, a lot of collectibles and stuff now, too, under the name Jamie Horio, I believe. And uh, he sells Which a bunch I, of stuff. If I'm correct, is his actual name. I don't think he ever told us. It's either it, it? Yeah, Jamie or Jaime or I don't know. He sent us these shirts, though, and we love them. And uh, he sells a bunch of like Funko Pops that are hard to find yeah, in other places great. and stuff like that. So give him, awesome. a, give him a look up. Uh, Andrew, huh? we got a we have we so gotta, much to talk. About. This so is going to be the longest about. fucking episode. I know. I was I was both looking forward and dreading this episode. We got a lot to talk about. We got a double doser today. We got a double header. We got a double dipper. We got a. Nope, I can't keep going with it. Uh, so we got Hawkeye today, and we got Spider-Man No Way Home. So we got to get into this. So what do you want to do first? I feel like we should do Hawkeye first. Really? You think Spider-Man first? Hawkeye feels more like less of the main topic. That's why I'm like, let's do Hawkeye first and get it out of the way. You think do Spider-Man first, and then it doesn't matter. Throw if you would rather Hawkeye do Hawkeye first, we can do that. I don't. Hey, listen, I'm happy to oblige. You know, your indifference and my excitement is what makes this marriage work. This is <laughs> this is very true. You want to do Spider-Man? Let's do Spider-Man first then. All right. Okay. Spider-Man. No way home. Let's get into this. First of all, let's just put this up front because it's hard to talk about it. Otherwise, spoilers for Spider-Man. No way home. If you have not seen this movie yet and somehow you've gone on the Internet and avoided it, we're going to spoil it for you here. And if you have not seen it yet, stop listening and just go see the movie because otherwise you'll never be allowed online ever again before that happens 
Give me a rating out of 10. We go like eight. Yeah, I was going to say seven or eight. Yeah. It's good. Go see it. It is good. It's not the most incredible Marvel movie I've ever seen, but it's a good one. Yeah, it is definitely up there. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And it has a great, uh, it rounds out the trilogy, the new Spider-Man trilogy in a a cool way. In a very cool way. So go give it a watch. Definitely give it a watch. Do you have anything else you want to say before we dive into spoilers? Uh, No, let's uh, just real quick. uh, Spider-Man No Way Home picks up right where... Spider-Man Far From Home leaves off with Peter Parker's identity being revealed and then kind of goes from there. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to give a plot summary without being spoilery. From what we know from the trailers, we can still say like Doc Ock comes through because of the multiverse. Peter Parker tries to get Doctor Strange to undo people knowing who he is. Causes a rift in the multiverse. Villains come through. Adventures ensue. I didn't mean to rhyme that, but there it is. And then they have to Scooby-Doo that crap. Or, is that how it's said? Or not? Oh, yeah. Is that a spoiler? That's a pretty decent, fairly spoiler-free summary. Are we we ready for spoilers? Let's do this. Let's go into it. Bam! Boom! Right there. (laughs) So, right up front, we're just going to say this. All three of them are in it. We all knew they were in it. They were saying they weren't in it. We all knew that they were lying. They're all in it. All right. So now we can all just breathe a sigh of relief and stop having these fucking conversations on if they're in it or not. And stop watching Andrew Garfield lie to America. I just feel so bad for that guy. Because clearly, like, he's like, oh, I'm selling this hard. Toby Maguire, just radio silent, took the easy way out like a coward. Well, he was able to. Because he didn't have anything. Whereas Andrew Garfield was running around talking about Tick, Tick, Boom. I know. I also, I felt kind of weird about, maybe you'd know more about this. You're more in the talk show sort of scene. Yes. Don't they? By that I mean I have my own talk show. I mean, yeah, it's called the Media Lunch Break. But don't they pre-interview? Yes, they do. So couldn't they just be like, don't ask me any questions about this? They're still gonna, I mean, chances are in the pre-interview, they're gonna be like, we're gonna have to ask you about Spider-Man, and then he's gonna be like, I'm gonna have to deny it. And they're like, that'll be good television. It's good TV. Because it's just good TV. Because can't you just be like, I'm not going to do the interview then? Mm, no, because you don't decide if you're going to do the Tonight Show. Like, Andrew Garfield isn't like, I want to do the Tonight Show to plug Tick, Tick, Boom. The producers of Tick, Tick, Boom go to him and are like, you're going to do the Tonight Show. And then the producers of the Tonight Show go like, we got to ask you about Spider-Man because everyone's going to want me to ask. I did also feel kind of bad for him because he had to, at first he had to fight off the rumors and then there was a photo right. and then there was video. video. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. Yeah. And that's what I mean. <sighs> like it was so, and this goes back to the one episode we, we were talking about where the one photo came out where I'm like, this was so poorly covered up. That I was like, just say they're in it. Like, for Andrew Garfield's sake, for everyone's sake, <laughs> like, this is, you know, when he came through the portal and took his mask off, I still went, oh, and I knew they were both in it. I knew it. But they still came, when they both came through, everyone in the in the theater went, because oh, we were just excited to see them. It didn't make a difference that we all knew that they were going to be there. Doesn't matter. We were all just excited to see them. And that's why I was like, Listen, if they could have kept going all the way to this movie's release with that not being leaked at all, great. But once it was leaked, just stop. 
Just stop doing this. The Matt Murdock would have blown my mind. The Matt Murdock, that one, and I said this before, the Matt Murdock one, that one I was more upset about because I wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? And that was cool. It was great to see him. It was fantastic. I loved him catching a brick. Oh, my God. That was fun. I did have this thought, though. I understand how he's able to catch the brick because of the sensory thing, but he's still a normal man. That brick would have broken every bone in his hand. He caught a brick. I mean, being thrown full force necessarily through a window for a couple of reasons. Although, I don't know who threw that brick as well, but that was a very well. Yeah, I don't know how brick. high up they are, but they're pretty high. Usually up. those things, they are pretty high up. And usually those bricks, I know when I chuck them through a window, they just hit the window and then they just kind of fall. Yeah. That one came like full into the apartment. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is that the. Like when it hit the window, that could have slowed it down a little bit. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure brick versus glass doesn't slow brick down that that much. Oh, it sure does. Well, I don't know what glass you're throwing these bricks through, but I'm throwing them through single pane. Is that what you're throwing them through? I don't know what that means. <clears throat> oh, my God. There's so much stuff in my throat. You're right there. Are you going to die? I don't want you to die, but if you died mid-episode, that'd be really good for our listenership. I don't think it would. We get a ton of listens. I think as soon as I died, everyone would stop listening. No, the next episode would be a terrible drop I mean, off. even right then. No, but, well, possibly, but they have to download the episode to get to that point. And then it'd just be a story that, like, people are like, oh, what podcast do you listen to? And they'd be like, well, I used to listen to this one, but then the host died on air, so. The host literally died yeah, on so air. So I just stopped. And they're like, it's still on the internet. And the other people would be like, oh my god, that's incredible. And they'd be like, meh. It was fine. If Matt Murdock knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He didn't have to catch the brick. And in fact, if you watch it, Peter Parker's hand is up ready to catch the brick. Yes, he is. Yes. But Peter Parker, what I'm saying is Peter Parker could catch that brick and not hurt his hand. Matt Murdock, normal man, would break his hand in a million pieces. I disagree. But I did. I was just saying that that's a th- he didn't even have to do it. No, he didn't. And he should have known he didn't have to do it and risk revealing that he has these abilities. Does he know that he's Spider-Man? Yeah. In the MCU, does he know this Spider-Man? Yeah. Huh. It's all over the television. Oh, right. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm still so... I'm a fucking he's moron. He's literally been hired because the world knows that he's Peter I'm Parker. I'm such a moron. I'm too stupid to live with that comment. <laughs> but I want to follow that up with, I told Melinda this, I am happier seeing it happen than not seeing it happen because it was so nice. <laughs> it was so nice. And I think they had to put something like that in just right. to be like, he's not just Matt Murdock. No, this is really legit Matt Murdock daredevil mm-hmm. in the MCU. Just so you're aware, like you're not going to see him in the costume, but just so you know. So when he pops up in the future, a hundred percent, this is not like Charlie Cox playing a different Matt Murdock. That's just a normal man. Right. Like, this is Daredevil. Or that we're going to see an origin story or whatever. Right. Yeah, he's already in this. It's it's Daredevil. Don't worry about it. What did you think just plot wise overall about so, this story? Uh, I've written on, in my notes, Marvel tricked us into watching a Spider-Man origin story, which I love. And it's not an origin story for the powers, but for the character. As Peter learned that he cannot rely on father figures for guidance. Stark, happy, strange. These are all adjectives, but they're also people that Parker has ran to for help, not to mention Quentin Beck. Every time he has gone to someone for help, they've exacerbated things and he has had to pick up the pieces. 
Stark told him to stay away from the Vulture. Beck tried to kill half the city, and Strange nearly brainwashed the entire universe so a child he barely knew could get into college and subsequently ended up ripping the fabric of space-time, which Spider-Man fixed twice. Once when he catches all the villains, and then again when he fixes all the villains. So he has learned the importance of the mask of anonymity, and we finally have a comic-accurate Peter Parker. Yeah, I'm taking to calling this movie Spider-Man Endgame because that's for me essentially what it is they found a way and I really love this they found a way to basically wrap up the storylines of all three Spider-Man franchises in one which I really enjoyed and I think that this movie holds a special place of enjoyment for people who are old like me (laughs) honestly for the people who started with the Raimi trilogy and saw it in theaters and remember like it coming out and and the excitement that those movies held when they were coming out and then staying with the course even through the Andrew Garfield ones and everything. This was a very like, wow, we really like wrap up everything. And it is a very cathartic kind of movie. I think for younger people who maybe have just caught the McGuire movies on Netflix or whatever, it might not quite hold that. Thing. I think it's still a great movie. I think they'll still really enjoy it. But I think for me, watching the three guys and hearing things like the conversation in the lab between Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, like there's a catharsis to that, having that storyline kind of wrap up that feels very complete. It felt like an end game. It felt some of it definitely felt a, a little too self-indulgent to me. Yes. Like the scene where they're all talking on scaffolding goes on way too long. It goes for me. on a long time. It does. Uh, but you know what? I think there's a, a, a kind of similar to what we've said with Ghostbusters. Like there's a little bit of fan service in this, but it's not so heavy handed that it like completely drags down the movie. I know what you're saying with the, with the scaffolding, it does slow it down for a little bit. And some of the scenes, like again, the lab scene was nice, but that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, especially conversations between the two other Spider-Mans. Yes. You're watching these conversations. And for me, again, for me, who's someone who was in college when the Raimi Spider-Mans were coming out, (laughs) I know. Actually, I'm trying to think. I know I was in college when three came out. I'm trying to think. I was was a freshman in high school when the first I was in college when the third one came out for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I was where I was because I I don't remember all the all the years. I think I was in college when the second one came out. Maybe the first one I was in high school. I saw the first Raimi one with my first crush. I saw the first X-Men with my first crush. Oh, my God. I was like 12 when that came out. I was 25. No, um. (laughs) Those again, those scenes for me felt special, but at the same time, I do remember sitting there going, I'm liking this. But as far as a plot line goes for a two and a half hour movie, yeah, we could trim a little of this fat. It's not necessary, it's fun and it's yeah. nice, but it's not necessary. So, yeah, there was a little bit of that where there were there was a little bit of time where I was like, Oh, we can move this along. I don't need to know. I this also much wrote about. here, speaking of the other Spider Man's. I wrote here, Tom Holland's performance is moving and electric. Andrew Garfield deftly portrays loss and regret with emotional honesty. And Tobey Maguire is also there. See, here's the thing. I liked Tobey Maguire in this one. I think they did an interesting thing. I don't know if it's Tobey Maguire himself that I like, but I think they took that Peter Parker and was able to really give him a maturity that 
he didn't have in the in his trilogy, which he shouldn't have. He was a young kid in that trilogy. Right. But I think they really did a great job of going like time has passed in that world. This is an older Spider-Man. We're not just trying to pluck him out of time. I agree with that. I more meant that like he's not like we don't have really any emotional stakes for him. We talk a little bit about MJ, but we don't really learn anything about him. And he I don't. Did he forget how to talk like a normal person? He speaks really slowly and over articulates and talks like him, this. That's, Not in the Spider-Man movies. I think that it, I, I, from watching some of the clips of the Spider, the first Spider-Man movies, he does. To me, he always sounds like that. That I, it's one of the reasons I don't really like him. Actually, in the first Spider-Man trilogy (laughs) is I'm not a big fan of his. It it just doesn't. He doesn't capture a good Peter Parker. This he makes a better Peter. He makes a better Peter B. Parker. Yes, he does actually make a better (laughs) Peter B. Parker in this than he does in his trilogy. I think he's better suited here than he is actually in his own trilogy. I think Andrew Garfield steals this movie a little bit i think he's so good he's so good and i've said this i think i've said this on mike but i know i've said it off mike i honestly believe andrew garfield is the best peter parker of the three i think these movies are not good i don't think they gave him good material i think i'm still on tom holland's side i can understand that i agree with you to an extent and i think honestly i think before this movie came out i'd probably agree with you but tom holland Gives a great oh, performance great. in this as well. Oh, I'm not saying his performance in this movie isn't great. No, no, I know, I know. I'm just saying they're both right on up there. Right. But what I'm saying is I think that as far as making a comic accurate Peter Parker, what you think of when you read a Spider-Man comic, Andrew Garfield embodies that the best. He's quippy. Whenever he's around other heroes, he feels slightly like out of sync with them, but in a way that works, you know, a slightly aloof and things like that. I think you might be right, but I, I do think that that's probably going to change in the next trilogy. Oh, it definitely could. Because I think what we basically just saw was the first Amazing Spider-Man for Tom Holland. Yeah. Like we just this trilogy has just set up who he is as a character. Well, I think what I think where the difference lies, it's almost like comparing apples to oranges for with sure. Garfield and Holland because you're comparing And I know Garfield was in high school in the first in the first Amazing Spider-Man. But essentially what they gave us is an Amazing Spider-Man. They gave us the in the comics when we read it is the adult Peter Parker, who is working for the Daily Bugle. And again, he's wisecracking and he's quippy and he's like web slinging like a like a boss. Tom Holland is portraying basically like the Stan Lee Peter Parker. Yes, uh, with some exceptions. But and yeah. Steve Ditko, Peter Parker. But I'm saying he's younger. He's yeah. a nerd. He's in high school. He's awkward. Yeah. The thing that the initial idea of what Peter Parker was when he was first created is more what Tom Holland's character is. To be fair, though, that's what they were going for with Andrew Garfield, too. And he's just so charming and beautiful. He they is. couldn't make it work. <laughs> that's the thing. And then when they embrace it in like the second one. Yeah, it's a little it, weird. It's a. It's he's better. He is better in the second one. It's a not a good movie, but he's better, I think, in the second one. Maybe. I think his performances in both are great. Yeah. But I'm saying like that. I think they embrace like, oh, this guy's really funny. Like he he can quip. He can wisecrack. Oh, yeah. And that's what, what he that's what he does. Well, so let's go. With I think you meant like the awkwardness of him. No, no, no. I meant the I meant the jokingness, the yeah, humor yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. 
Because he has a lot of that in the first one, too, where he's like, oh, no, tiny knives. You yes, know, like there's yes, a lot yes, of that. Yes, yes, that's always the moment I really think of, though. Oh, no, tiny knife. I was like, when I saw that moment, I was like, that is a quintessential, yeah. perfect Spider-Man moment on film that they have not did not do before and almost really not, have not gotten since. Well, yeah, the Raimi trilogy focuses very heavily on like, oh, my God, what's happening to me? And that's like the yeah. entire trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Another dance break. Things like that. <laughs> I feel like I would have and I know they do get into it a little bit and I know we just talked about how like we could have trimmed the fat on this so I'm going to contradict myself a little but I I would have liked to have learned a little bit more about what happened to the other in the other Spider-Man universes in the sense of like what happens after those trilogies. But that's end. not fat then. That's meat, yeah. right? Like but the, yes. the fat that you're talking about is the like, oh, my back hurts. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yes. And, you know, like, oh, I've only fought a, like a rhino. I fought a black space goo once. Like, that's not. And see, that's the thing. And I think that conversation, you could have kept that conversation in and made it meat instead of fat by like they just rehashed all the things in movies that we've seen. And I was like. That's a perfect opportunity. Like, talk about adventures that we didn't get to see with these guys, especially Tobey Maguire, who is very clearly like an older Peter Parker now. And he mentions how, like, things are okay with him and MJ. So we know, like, the end of that love story, the end of that trilogy is they get together, which is lovely. So, like, embrace that and go with that and kind of let me know what else happened in that world. That's part of why I wanted to see these guys in this movie in the first place is you get a little catharsis of... What did I miss after these these movies ended? I also like when he was like, I'm one of the Avengers. And they were all like, what's an Avenger? And I was like, "Okay, so let me get this straight. Out of three universes, only one has other heroes. Everyone else doesn't have like you're still going with us. It could just be that that they don't use the name the Avengers. But no one like none of the other two are like, oh, it's a Captain America. And there's no reference to any other heroes. And again, I I was like, that could have been a fun if you want to do a wink, wink like that could have been a fun inclusion of of mentioning other heroes that are in the in their universe. Or what about the opposite? Like having Andrew Garfield look at the shield and go, you guys have a Captain Britain in your universe. Yeah, Something like that. (laughs) Anything like that. Or like the one I thought of is is this is, uh, you know, a shoehorn way of doing this of like there's a television on and the office comes on and and one of them goes. Is that Captain America uh, referencing Jim Chris because oh. he was going to be Captain America? So you could have had a wink, wink, nod, nod to like alternate castings and made Steve them. Rogers is an actor in your universe is an yeah. actor now. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. So, you know, I there were little things where I was like, give me that. That's what I want to know. You know, that talk about MJ. I loved because I was like, OK, you're giving me something new. You're giving me new information about these guys. Uncle Ben. Doesn't seem to be that substantial of a figure in the MCU, I guess. Because, one, Aunt May gets the line. Sure. Which is fine. But also, I know we've never talked about Uncle Ben, but she seems to be like the figure. When the the three of them are talking on the rooftop of the school, they're both referencing Uncle Ben. But they're talking about Aunt May the way that they're... You know what I mean? Like, there's an emotional weight to her. Well, there is a possibility as well. I mean, we know Uncle Ben already died. Yes. Because there are references to him, or maybe he left or something. He went out for a pack of smokes and just never came back. Yeah. Because, like, there's the suitcase he uses in the second movie, Far From Home, that has his initials on it. It's possible as well that he has already told uh, Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. 
and that it's something he used to say all the time and her saying it to him, saying it to Peter as one of her dying words is a reference also <clears throat> to this man that they both loved. Right. right. That's fair. Uh, it just, and I'm not knocking it. I was just like, Oh, that's an interesting spin. You are. Here's the other thing too. Speaking of that, I didn't actually, I might've put this in my Easter eggs, but I, I don't remember. We finally have the comic accurate version of that quote because yes. in the Raimi trilogy, he says with great power comes great responsibility, which is a lot catchier. It's a lot more Hollywood, but the actual quote is with great power. There must also come great responsibility. That's right. the way it was written in the sixties by yes. Stan Lee. Yeah. We didn't even get that quote in the Andrew Garfield one. No, we got a voicemail of Martin Sheen being like, ah, you know, you're a good kid. And I just know that you're going to do a lot of great stuff. And, you know, when you're as smart as you are, you got to make sure that you're helping people because that's what heroes do. Right. Yeah. They, I think they were trying in that one because it was coming so soon after right. they, it had just happened. Yeah, yeah. They were like, let's not do that. Speaking of comic accurate, I want to talk about the villains for a second. Getting, um, getting, trying to get everyone into a comic accurate costumes could sometimes be a real stretch because the green goblin is now in like the shrouded hood. I loved that. I loved it. But getting him to that point of getting like a purple hood, like he gets the the, the clothes from the homeless shelter. And I just remember looking at that and I was like, oh, that's a really comic colors for just like a homeless guy to be wearing. Like, that's just really I saw I didn't even going. notice until I, as he soon was as like he wearing, was wearing the shredded those, clothes. I was like. Those are comic colors. Those are comic book primary colors right there. Never even occurred to me. It was just, I was like, all right, was, I see how we're doing this now. We're trying to really shoehorn getting <laughs> it really accurate. I thought it worked really well. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, you're not. What did you think of the villains in this before we go into your Easter eggs? Oh, fine. I, I, I'm mostly indifferent. There are, I have a lot of questions about them that I want to bring up in a, in its own section later. Okay. Just about. What what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> what, the fuck's, what the fuck's going on with these people? But um, fine. I'm glad Max got a second chance. He's much better in this one. He's much less cringy. Which one is Max? Electro? Electro. Yeah. <clears throat> are you okay there? I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Where's your tea? I already drank it. I did a TikTok live video before I came on, so I think my voice might be a little weaker. Oh, boy. Because I was talking the whole time. Well, I also thought you were going to be here at 830, and you texted me and said you weren't going to be ready until 9, and then it was 915. So I was talking for like 45 minutes later than I was expecting. Yeah. I was, I was ready at 9, and then I was like, he'll send one over. Also, my son is sick, so I'm probably going to be oh, sick. Anyway, nice. he... he uh, uh, Doc Ock is fine. There are close-ups of him that I think the de-aging, de-deathifying, as we used to call it, like yeah. three years ago, I don't think it works super well up close. It might be... I think he was wearing an actual wig. Yes. And it doesn't look yeah. very good. Yeah, because I don't, I don't remember noticing... The weird, any weird CGI-ness. But again, I wasn't really looking hard for it. When he's moving around yeah. and stuff and it's further away, it's not so bad. But there, are, like when he goes to install the chip on the back of his neck, yeah. there are a lot of close-ups, really, really close up. And I was like, that's a wig. And like the hair doesn't match his eyebrows. And I don't know. It seemed very strange. Yeah. Again, they're now going for like the more comic accurate, like a bowl cut type of thing. But it wasn't. It's like curly. It is. Uh, that's but that's what I mean. They're trying to get closer to it, but they I don't guess. do. The I think full... they're just trying to get to what he had in the 
old movies, but right. it just doesn't look very good now because it's a wig. Mm. Yeah, fine. I, I had some problems with like, like I have this down later, but um, I don't know why Sandman goes with them when like his entire thing in the movie was that he was just trying to make money for his daughter. He should right. just be trying to get back to his other world. Yeah, well, so that and he, he, can... he kind of mentioned like, I just want to get back to my daughter. I just want to get yeah. back. And then all of a sudden he's with the villains. And I was and like, he's like, yeah, that's... I should rob a bank. Like that crazy guy said. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I was like. Wait, why did he go with them? That did I. I also bumped on that as well because he said literally like, I don't care what we do. I just want right. to get back to my daughter. And I was like, the people that are trying to get you back to your daughter are the guys you're fighting against. So yeah. you're you're out. You're making this harder on yourself. And I I felt like that problem could have actually been fixed when. Uh... Like, if he joined up with Doc Ock at the end. Like, Doc Ock clearly only went with them to uh, to, to double-cross. Yeah, to double-cross them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that. What uh, what, what, what Easter eggs do you got? Let's get into some Well, Easter I want to do some, uh, do, like, quick little quick things that I... Just things that I, I liked. Okay. Uh, or disliked. Anyone who's ever gone to college knows right away that they didn't get accepted. Small envelopes are bad. Big envelopes are good. I thought that too. They don't, they no longer just send out letters. If you got accepted, you get a packet. Yeah. That is good. I think that might go on my new, my list of like movie pet peeves. Yeah. Stop doing that. We all know that's not accurate To be fair, they did it right though. In this one. What do you mean? All of them got rejected. So they got little ones. No, but I'm saying like, there's always, they still now do this scene where everyone gets an envelope and they're like, all right, let's open it. And it's not just this movie. I've seen it in others too. And this is now going on my new list of movie pet peeves. We all know you get a packet. That's an acceptance. Stop doing that. I would forgive it if someone in the group said, I mean, it doesn't look good, you know, but we still we still want to check and just make sure, yes, you know, even if they were just like, oh, envelopes, yeah. not a good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. It's acknowledge the fact. I wanted to bring up that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. Love it. That's so fantastic. Funny. I like gives, how they just said that and they, they just fucked off. Yeah, and they just moved on, yeah. which like I kind of dig. Yeah. They have interns. I love those people. They were just so weird. At, at the same time. I like to think those those interns literally just wandered in off the street. It's so good. Oh, I put that I liked what I call the Barton Fink genre flip, which for anyone who hasn't seen Barton Fink, it's a Coen Brothers film and it's a goofy little funny thing about this guy who goes to a hotel and he's trying to write a screenplay and this production company is going to give him a bunch of money to write this thing and he's having a hard time and he's trying to figure out what they want and then halfway through the movie he wakes up in the hotel next to a dead prostitute and he doesn't know how she got there and the rest of the movie becomes him working with uh, a character played by John Goodman to try and hide the body and burn down the hotel to save him from going to jail. And I thought it was weird that they included a dead prostitute in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but. that's right. But it is a movie that is just about a kid trying to go to college and he's just trying to make things right. He's right. trying to Scooby do this shit. Right. And then halfway through Aunt May dies and it just takes a weird, yeah. Right. Not not weird, not weird. necessarily. I should say but, weird, but it takes right. a crazy a turn. big left turn where all of a sudden now Peter Parker is out for blood to get revenge and he's going to kill the Green Goblin, which is, it's really, and it's very emotional after that and very heavy, which I appreciated. Uh, I wrote here, the powwow went on a little too long for me. Quote, you're amazing. He said it like three times and I was I like, know. just stop. I, you just please. say it once and then. Don't I say did, it once. 
I liked it. No, I, that I, one's bad. No, I liked it. You're wrong. Nah. The cracks in the universe are purple, and there are runes in the sky. Yes. Is this chaos magic? I thought that as well. Again, I kept thinking of my theory that no one agrees with me on that. This could be the same. All these things that are going on are kind of like around the same. Well, this happened in the summer. Yes. They said. Yes. So I don't know. We'd have to look at everything at the same time. Yeah. I put here, I really didn't like the Sir Stephen Sir bit. Oh, I was fine with it. It's, yeah, I'm okay cute. with it. But I think it was supposed to be a, like, he's like, no, call me Stephen. And like the crescendo happens and it's this beautiful moment. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, gotta, yeah. I guess I didn't. It didn't do what um, I think they were expecting it to do to me. Yeah, it didn't land as happy for you. The ending also is like a little too dramatic. It's like two people are going to forget you. Like, it sucks, but, like, I didn't feel any tension in the ending. Like, it wasn't like, like, if if he was like, we have to hurry, like, these people are coming through, and everybody was like, oh, no, I'll just do the thing. You'll forget to, two people will forget who you are, and uh, we'll move on. And I was like, okay, I guess. And there's this, like, orchestral choir that's happening as they're, like, as she, as he's kissing MJ, and it's, like, the saddest moment ever, but I was like... Yeah, whatever. Okay, I guess. See, I mean, I wasn't like swept up, swept up, but I understood the the gravity of that moment. It's not the fact that it's just two people. It's these two people. It's the two people that. Yeah, I get it. He, it's sad. It's the two people he wanted to know. Yeah. Who he was are now going to be the two people who don't know who he is. I get it. I mean, no one it's, knows. It's who very he is, sad to have loved ones not remember you, but it, it felt like they were trying to make an end game level emotional thing happen yeah where I, and i was just like i just don't it's it sucks right but I, I don't it was lost on me a little bit of like okay yeah you're gonna have to go find them and tell them who you are <laughs> like I, I don't know do you think that it's not perhaps, like anyone was dying yeah but do you think that's perhaps your heartless prick no because i wept through all of endgame from opening to close every time i saw it but did you do you think you did that because you're a big old little baby. Yes. Okay. That I did. Excellent. Listen, I cry at everything. I'll cry during this episode. I don't, I don't give a shit. But oh, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't wait to not only see you cry, but I can't wait to see what triggers it as well. That's gonna be really fun. No, I, I, uh, I cried during this film. Certain moments. I, some of it was really moving to me, but then there were parts that felt like they were supposed to be moving that weren't really for me. Was it when... That's all. Uh, was it when they got up uh, and didn't actually eat the donut in the donut shop and they just left it? Or when MJ just ruined perfectly good bread by throwing it at Andrew Garfield? Right, exactly. That's when it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. My last quick hit note is just something I noticed, which is after seeing all the Spider-Man villains in this universe having strong backstories and believable motivations, it's actually nice, ironically, to see Peter Parker have a fight with an absolute madman who's just trying to sow chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that used to be the standard. Right. It was just a guy who's evil for the sake just of being evil. shit insane. Right. He's just gone crazy. And now yeah. we got to fight him. But the movies have been so good recently at right. making a believable character who you almost side with right. for the villain yeah. that it's very nice to see just like a fucking madman. Yeah. Just tearing shit up. Yeah. yeah. Kind of on that note, since we're bringing up it was the, the Green Goblin, I think Toby should have died. Is that because you don't like him? Yes. No, <laughs> it's because... Again, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, Marvel did that thing again, 
where they always feel like they have the balls to stab the hero, but they don't have the balls to kill the hero. And I'm like, but if you there was every time you could have done that, it's this because this guy in the grand scheme of the MCU doesn't matter. So you get the emotional catharsis of seeing like a hero that we know very well because we were with him with three movies, but his time, his storyline is done anyway. So you could have killed him and not, you know, box yourself in a corner of like, how do we get out of this in in future movies or anything? And also it would have been fitting. I mean, it's the, it's his green goblin and it's being stabbed the way that, that Green Goblin had died in the first movie anyway. I would bet money that that's a Sony decision. Not to kill him? Yeah. I. You know what? Now that you bring it up, I, I agree Because it's like, you. well, what if we want to use him later? Marvel doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a draft where he did die. Yeah. Because I was like, you, you could have, and like I said, probably should have killed one of them. Yeah. As an emotional catharsis. And if you're going to kill anyone... Kill Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. no one's going to really give a shit if Andrew Garfield. Well, and also, him. like, it's uh, he's the oldest one. It's the. Yeah. It's the Peter B. Parker. He also he got the happy ending. Yeah. So his again, that feeling of like his storyline is completed and done. So you can kill him off and send him off into the sunset. Yeah. yeah. Do you want some uh, Easter eggs? Yeah, let's do some Easter eggs. Betty Brant says, go get him, Tiger. Yep. Which uh, is a pretty obvious one. The gift shop shirt from Homecoming. Oh, damn. I was going to say uh, that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. And he, uh, he bought a shirt yeah. at a gift shop or something in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming when he swims yes. home through the yes. Hudson. I, I only have one other thing I think of off the top of my head. Can I say it? I, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't done with the, with the no, I know uh, you were, gift but shop I, thing. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's when he comes back after everyone finds out who he is, yes. he's changing out of the Spider-Man outfits yes. and, and he, he's puts in, he puts on that shirt. Yeah. The map from Iron Man 2 is in Happy Hogan's apartment. Oh, I did not see that. Did you not see no. that? In the background, they show Tom Holland and it's just leaning up against a wall. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm let's shocked see. you didn't have that one. No, I didn't. I didn't even notice. Yes! It. You got me. End of episode. I guess we can finally end the entire podcast. podcast. Yes, we can. Flash Thompson's book, Flashpoint, is a reference to a DC storyline where everyone forgot that Barry Allen was the Flash. Is that actually done as an easter egg or is just a I don't give a shit <laughs> cool. it's the All truth right, then I'll go with you on that if, if you gave me a good reason like I don't give a shit then I'm with you <laughs> Doc Ock says quote I don't need fixing especially by a teenager using scraps from a bachelor's junk drawer which could very well be a reference to Tony Stark making the arc reactor out of a box of scraps mm-hmm. a bachelor's mm-hmm. junk drawer see that? i'm something of a scientist myself i was just gonna say that one yeah yes yeah that uh, was a good one norman osborne memeing himself yeah osborne kills aunt may using the same technique that got him killed yes but it works this time because aunt may doesn't have the spider sense yes how'd you feel about the spider sense in this movie great we skipped one of my notes because i wanted i didn't want to bring it up but uh, i just wrote i love a good dolly zoom yes which is where the the background gets further back but you get closer to the character and uh the spider sense it added they can't use it that often. No. Because it adds a lot of weight. Yes, it does. It felt so important. Yes. So it was very nice to see, like, when he he just could tell something was wrong and he's wandering around, he calls Aunt May down. Right. Because he, he wants everyone in the room until he can figure out what, what is going is. on. Yeah. I like and, that. Uh, yeah. Because I assume what happened was it felt like they'd lost a person and someone new was in. 
Right. Like, probably his spider sense was telling him someone's gone and someone else is here. Right. And he right. was like, who's here? Who's got, so he's probably calling everyone in checking to make sure, okay, everyone's yes. here. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. Which, uh, I really appreciated. It worked really, really well. Yeah. Also, uh, I, this, uh, oh, oh, uh, 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 excellent. I think I made a really good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, no, I saw some, uh, I saw some people online, Talking about there's the moment when Doc's when Doctor Strange punches Peter out of his own body. Oh yeah, and then he's holding the box and he's yeah, moving yeah, around. Yeah. And people that's were a like, "Spider sense." That's a spider sense. No, yeah, there were people who were confused about that. Yeah, about like how could he do that if he was out of his? I was like, "It's the spider sense." I mean, it doesn't. So here's the thing: we have only ever seen the spider sense as a conscious thing, right? 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 We have never seen him go, "Whoa! How did I do a backflip? I didn't right. mean to do that, right? Or whatever, right, right, right? It has only been him feeling something and then making a decision, right? So in a way, I'm like, "All right, there's a lot of we're going to get to more of this, but there's a lot of things in this movie that are cool, and if you don't think about them for very long, make sense. But yes. if you do think about them, they start to sort of fall apart. Yes, and I think that's sort of one of them." Yeah. Is that like like how could a young boy have the powers of the spider and just not just die of cancer by being yes, bit by a radioactive right. spider? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Things like that's that. The first one. If you look carefully when he's out of his body, he, they do. That's the one time they give him the the like squiggly lines. Yeah. The squiggly lines. I didn't notice yeah. that, but I, I believe you. I didn't know what the technical term was, but squiggly the spider sense lines. Yeah. Fun fact about that as well is that so there's a spider totem. What That's what they're called. A spider yes. person or a spider yes. thing. It's called a yes. spider totem in every single universe, every in the multiverse. Yeah. And they're all connected. The spider sense is a web that you can't see because it's sort of in a different plane of existence that connects all of them together. Is that where Madam Web comes in? Is there some sort of... Not quite, but she's another one and she's like a okay. telepath or whatever. But yeah, she, yeah. when I believe when we find out about it, she's also there. Okay. But she's not like the person who did it or whatever. Oh, I see. Uh, let's all see right. some others. Jamie Franco cameo. Quote, I had a best friend who died in my arms after he tried to kill me. There you go. And that's about as good of we a cameo that we, we were got him, get. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there it is. There it is. Go watch the Franco. The other Ned Leeds is the Hobgoblin. So when Ned hears that uh, his friend turned against him or whatever, his best friend turned against him, that's yep. what he's worried about. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are both redeemed. Garfield in saving MJ, Maguire in preventing Norman Osborn's death. Yep. Yep. And uh, then we got some cameos, very, very quick cameos in purple silhouette. Yes. In the sky. Yes. I saw the rhino. That's the one I saw. Craven yeah. the hunter. I miss uh, the right. I'll just put it right here. Rhino is the only one I saw, but I know there are others. Go. And Scorpion are the ones that I saw. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I have heard from two different places that they were able to see Black Cat, but I did not. Okay. All right. I was like, as soon as it was all going around, I was like, there's cameos in here. Yeah, yeah. And then I stopped looking because I was like, if I start looking, I'll just miss everything else that's on screen. So I'm just going to stop now. The only one I like the first one I saw was uh, I didn't even think that there would be cameos there. And then I was like, oh, my God, the rhino. The and rhino then I was like, was like uh, really uh, obvious. It's a big yeah. guy with a big horn. Like original recipe uniform. Yeah. <laughs> spandex. Yeah. 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 Do you have any other Easter eggs or do you want to talk about the post credit scene? Uh, let's talk about the post credit scenes. Yeah, let's talk about the post credit so, scenes. So Venom. Yes. That was the quickest. 
here's what I do like about this. That was the quickest B story of an MCU ever. Like it was like a post credit scene in uh, in in Venom, Venom two, and then it yeah. was a post credit scene in Spider Man, and now apparently it's done. He literally just came in. He he left a little piece of poop, and then he left. You know what? And that's fine. Honestly, that's. All I would have wanted from this anyway. I want a way to introduce the symbiote, and then I don't want Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock in this. That's really all it is. I don't want the Venomverse to be part of the MCU, but I want the symbiote. And if this is how we could get it's it, it's amazing then that to, me great that to me that he was like, "Who's that? We need to find him." And then instead of doing that, he went to a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just hung around for. I don't know. How long did this movie take? Two days? Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. uh, I guess I'm sure we could track it. But yeah, I guess it would have been like a day or two. Because it's night when he catches Max Electro. Yes. And then it's night when they're at the Statue of Liberty. Right. And it's day when Doc Ock and Green Goblin come in. Right. So it's a day and then a night. And then a day and and then another day and a night. So two days great yeah so there you go so venom was there for literally learning about the mcu (laughs) yes that's pretty much which honestly at this point if you were going to learn the mcu in its entirety it it would take about two days exactly yeah chris let it be known here and now you were half right (laughs) yes please i was thinking this too please go on because we got a trailer yes for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. In which we saw a dark Doctor Strange. Yes. I honest to God, the whole movie went by. Did you by. just stand up and scream I was right in the I theater? Almost did. I was on the edge of my seat because I was like, oh, this is it. This is the last moments I could finally be redeemed here. Because I really <laughs> ate some shit during for two and a half hours. <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. And then that last frame came up and I was like, yes, I'm a genius. Yeah. Still counts, everyone. I don't care that it's a trailer. It still counts. It was was a post credit scene. It's in the movie. So once again, I was right. I'm a genius. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) I look, his actions in this film are inexplicable. They Who, make Doctor Strange? no sense. Yeah. Yes. Like it, uh, the yes. more that I saw how weird his actions were, the more yeah. I kind of started to think you might be right. Right. And it, it can be sort of written off as like, well, he's no longer the Sorcerer Supreme, so he's bitter about it. So he's trying to right. puff up his chest right. or whatever, I guess. Right. I don't know. I really wanted a post credit scene with both Jonah Jameson's. Oh, that would have been really good. Yeah. Just screaming at each other. That would have been actually really great. Yeah. He had a p- quick character arc, didn't he? Like he's still there. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like he, the, like the first scene we see him, he's in his apartment, and then all of a sudden he's in like a massive television studio. I was like, wow, that happened really well, quick he's for selling you. Selling the Alex Jones pills. Yeah, really, Jesus. Are you ready to get into all the questions I have? Yes. Let's get into all the questions. How have. the fuck did Matt Murdock get them to drop the charges? Daredevil. I mean, I guess he. There are probably ways to tell if a video is edited. Yes. Is doctored. He's a very good lawyer. He's a very good lawyer. He's a very good lawyer. Someone I spoke to brought up, uh, why did the Sokovia Accords not matter? Oh, you, in the fact that as soon as they found out who he is, he should have registered? Well, he should have been arrested for 
fighting villains oh, oh, overseas and yes. fighting someone else here. And, you know, Maybe it's one of those things that after the blip, they don't really like it's like jaywalking. They don't really enforce it anymore. I would have liked now that I think about it, it would have yeah. been nice for Matt Murdock to be like, you're lucky no one cares about the Sokovia Accords anymore. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Electro didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Nope, that's been a big one. I've seen that all around. No, he didn't know that Peter he Parker was Spider-Man. He thought Spider-Man was, was black. black. Yeah. Why was he there? I, that's another fat conversation, but I'm like, actually, that one I really like. It. I'm I glad did. they put it yeah. in. I, I that was really well. good. But he, why is he there? He has I no, don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make any quite sense. make sense. No, it doesn't really make sense. Okay, now we get to the end of the episode well no unfortunately i wish we're already it's already running so long but does everyone okay so the spell Mm -hmm. at the end yes made everyone forget that peter parker is spider it made everyone forget who peter parker is yes correct including people in other dimensions because they're trying to get in because they know that peter parker is spider-man yes but he also closed up the things from the other dimensions. Then why did he have to make people forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Because that's what he wanted. The, because even closing up the other dimensions doesn't fix the original problem of his life is a living no, hell. I, I, because I think people you're, know. I think you're mixing it up because he says they're going to, he says they're coming in because of me. Right. Right. And he says, yeah. Oh, and he says, that's true. so can you just make them make everybody forget that I'm Spider-Man? And he says, no. And he says, but it, you could, could you do it? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, and it would work. Right. And he says, yes. Yeah, you're right. So, so everyone in the, in every other dimension, right. every other universe doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yes. Including the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Ones. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Then he just ruined everyone's lives. I just, I, you're absolutely right. I'm just having this moment right now. Right. You would be absolutely right if that's correct. He just ruined Toby McGuire's life. Well, here's the other thing, too. Everyone was like, so all the villains were taken out right before they died, right? Yes. So then they were just returned, I guess, back to that point. That's not actually even the point I'm going to make, which I've heard that okay. one a lot, which is that like, aren't right. so half of them are just going to die. Anyways, They're just going right? to die anyway. Yeah. But. Does that mean Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are about to die? No, because they weren't taken from a moment when they were about to die. Why not? Uh, because they just didn't. Like, why were the others? Because they, whenever they came in through the portal that Ned made, they just kind of walked on through. They were, they doing, were already in this universe. That's right. They were. Ooh, that's right. They were. Because Tobey Maguire had seen, had seen the news. That's, he, that's right. They did say that if they've been around for a while, they, they've been in this universe for a yeah. while. Yeah. <sighs> I did I have that thought. About to die. I think they're about to die. I did have that thought too. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I remember sitting in the theater and I was like, "Wait, so are they about to die?" I guess they are, okay. which is fine. Now I have more questions. Okay, great. Do people just forget who Peter Parker is? Yes. If so, how do they explain the texts, photos, video, being friends with him on social media? How do yeah. they explain all the bugle videos about Peter Parker being Spider-Man and Flash Thompson's book? Right. Alternatively, if that's not the case, right. Do all photos, texts, documents, and media related to Peter Parker also disappear? And if so, how can he get his GED without any record of his birth? I've. Okay. Yes. No, because I thought that too. <laughs> Does he just get a fake ID? Maybe. Possibly. He could have. So 
I think, and they don't explain this, so I think it's kind of up for interpretation. I think the spell does get rid of like texts and social media and things like that, but it might not end up erasing like his actual license, like whatever's in it, like in his wallet or something. The things that the documents that he would need to present to get a GED or something like that. You do, do you know what I mean? Do you think it only erases the things that belong to people who aren't him? Yes, because the goal was to erase people knowing who he was, but it wasn't to erase him like any record of his existence. Right. Well, even what I was going to say is he knows he's Spider-Man. Right. Right. So maybe it, that spell worked on everyone except, except him. Yes. And that's so what I mean. So he maybe think, still has text messages and, and photos and right. stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I think that because the goal of the spell was to erase people knowing who he was, but that does not mean that he is erased from like the existence sure. of the world. So his, you know, his birth certificate, his license, but like, what like does that it do if, would not if be he exempt. was married? Well, his wife wouldn't remember him, but I guess, but they would have a have marriage, a marriage license? license. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do get what you mean. I, or I, like if he was, if he had a roommate, right. There might be, I think there's going to be a level to this where everyone's going to have to go like, eh, magic. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's magic. Or it's never going to be explained. It's just never going to explain. And if that's you get honestly too the into best it, thing they could do. Yeah. If you, if you start answering too many questions, it's going to be a slippery slope. It just doesn't. None of this makes sense. And again, like the guy can literally crawl up a wall. So why? Let's not let's not get too bogged down on the license. I mean, I guess. No, but it is it. I The way I interpreted it. And again, I think the. It's kind of a good thing they don't try to explain it and maybe just go like, eh, magic. Is that the idea was to get rid of the relationship thing. So people know who he is or don't know who he is. But it's not wiping away the identity that is Peter Parker. So he's still Peter Parker. So he would still have, again, a birth certificate license records in the, the, you know, the New York City you know, Department records, of Commerce or whatever. whatever. Yeah, records. Exactly. So when he went to his GED, now they, you know, the, he would have to get a GED because then he would go to high school and they'd be like, you're not a student here. We don't know who you are. And he would say, well, these are my records. And they go, we've never seen you. I'm the principal of the school. I don't know how you falsified this, but this has to be fake because I don't know who you are. And so he'd have to go and get a GED. But that being said, he could present like, this is my license. This is my ID. This is my birth certificate to prove my age. And I need to get a GED. And then from there, you know, yeah, yeah. that's how I'm choosing to see it. Right. Other people are going to say like, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, fine, but you know, magic, yeah. whatever, you know, there's that's only true. so much you could do. Yeah. You're not wrong. This is sort of what we were talking about. I think last week or maybe the week before about how with star Wars, it, you can literally do anything because it doesn't take right. place on Earth. And I was saying that the Marvel Universe is a little more difficult because things do have a reality. Reality to it. You have to fit in a certain law, physical law yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, yeah, there yeah. are but, limits. Yes. But at the same time, eh, magic. magic. Yeah. yeah. 
It's magic, man. Whatever. All right. I think that's all I have to say. Oh, I also wanted to say that I was very sad Emma Stone did not come in as Spider-Gwen. Yeah, that would have been good. But I, yeah, all. but I mean, there's only, again, there's like just so, only so much you can fit in there. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. Overall, it's a great film. I had a lot of fun with it. Yes. I think once you start thinking about it, it stops making a lot of sense in certain parts. Most of it holds up, but there are some parts that you're like, hey, with the movie and like definitely the directors are like shaking a tambourine being like, don't think about that. Look over here. Yeah. Look over at this thing because there's so much going on. Yeah. It's easy to, to fall apart. I think so. I know just the last thing. Originally, Sony had come out and said that if this whole multiverse thing didn't work out, Craven was going to be the villain. And I think actually after this movie, it actually sets Craven up to be a great villain to kick off the next trilogy. Because Craven and the idea of like Craven's last hunt, which is really the storyline that, let's be honest, they would totally base it on, is about, as we read in our reading assignment, is essentially about. Peter Parker coming to terms of who am I? It's a story about people going, who am I? And this now with Peter Parker having to start anew and has wiped the slate clean. He no longer has Aunt May. He doesn't have MJ. He doesn't have Ned. It is about the question of who am I? Who is Peter Parker as Spider-Man on his own without the Stark tech, without the guy in the chair, without the girlfriend, without the mentors, who am I? And that's, I think, a great kicking off point for Craven to come in and introduce that idea and have that kind of a storyline with with a Craven's Last Hunt of like a character that makes you question, who am I now that I'm on my own? What kind of man do I want to be? And Craven is, I think, a villain that can put that to the test. I think that now is a good time for Yeah, them. I like that, sort of, mostly. I think Craven's Last Hunt doesn't necessarily work unless you've seen him before. No, I don't think you make a like a one to one just throw it up on the screen. But I think the elements yeah, of that Yeah, but there's something about trying to say this without spoiling the comic, but right. there are elements of it that it it needs to be his last hunt and yes. I I think there is something extremely cathartic about that storyline being at the end of his um, sort of career right or whatever you want to call it as a uh, villain you mean oh uh, yes but i'm saying the idea the theme of that storyline is like i said a theme of discovery who you are and i, I think craven is a villain that lends to that ability to to really test your limits yeah yeah i just would be nervous about them because they've said they right. want to base it on craven's last hunt and i'm just like oh but it's so much better as like a a as a final chapter for that character for Craven. Yes. But I think if you were going to use, if there was a villain they were going to use at this point, yeah. Craven is the person to use Yeah, yeah. because he is someone who tests Spider-Man in a way of questioning who he is. And I think as well, there's um, a great opportunity. There are storylines. The animated series in the nineties did one with Craven. His introduction was that he had been given this like sort of super soldier serum right. that like sort of made him super strong. It made him into Craven the Hunter, right. but it also like sort of wrecked his head. Right. And he's like living in the jungle fighting animals and making them into various pieces of clothing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Spider-Man uh, is approached by his wife. Who's like, you've got to help me. Like, I don't know who else to go to. Right. He's lost his mind because of the serum that we created. We're both scientists. And she says, I have a cure, but I'm not going to be able to get close enough to get it to him. Right. 
and Spider-Man ends up curing him. And Craven, throughout the animated series, is an ally of Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. It is. That is. So really that's something you could do as well. That he could sort of pop back up as just sort of a either a helping hand or a neutral hand. Right. You know. I think if you introduce Craven, he talks to the lion head the whole time, or he talks through the lion head. Yeah. Like his mouth doesn't move. The lion's head moves on his chest. No, I think he's just like. He'll say something and then he's like, shut up. And he just looks, he's always looking down at his chest. And then he's like, watch me drink this glass of water while the lion talks. talks. And it's just gurgling noises. (laughs) That'd be great. This would be perfect. (laughs) You remember that scene in Craven's Last Hunt, right? Yeah. What I'm really saying is uh, we're available. That's right. Well, you know that they have cast him, right? Yes, they do. Uh, Yes, they do. Yes, I do. Yes, they do. Yes, they have. And uh, no, actually, it's true because they do know that they've cast. him. Also, pronouns are important. They are. Ask Google. Yeah. He's going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. It's a weird choice. You don't know who that is. Tell me who Aaron Taylor Johnson is. Go. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, He was. um, What's her face? His brother, Quicksilver in the MCU. You were just looking at that on IMDb right now. I wasn't. You're I know lying. that. You're I know. Because I remember when they when You're they huge announced him, I was liar like, and you lie all the time. Are you for real? No, it's it's, it's Quicksilver from the MCU. Am I for real? I'm as yeah. real as it gets. I, this is my job, man. I know so much about the MCU. You want to ask me about what choices I should make in the stock market? I, I have no idea. You want to ask me about which direction my career is headed? No clue. You want to ask me how I, what I think is the key to being a good father or a good spouse? No way. I have no knowledge of that. You're going to ask me who an actor played in the MCU? That's all I got, man. Uh, I wasn't going to ask you what moves you should make in the stock market, but I was going to ask you what moves I should make in the stock market. Can you give me some tips? I actually have an NFT that I can sell you. It's only a few thousand dollars. I'll take it. Great. It's my penis. I'll still take it. Okay, great. Uh, should we go on a Hawkeye? Oh, please, for the love of God. Let's go on a Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Hawk? Hawkeye. I don't like the way I'm saying this. The Let's Hawk. Go a, Let's go on a Hawkeye. Tony Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yes. So Hawkeye, six episodes. First of all, loving that. Nah, needed more. Yeah. I, I, well, I let me say this. I like this series enough that I would have liked more. But I, you yeah. know, I was fine with six episodes. So Hawkeye is in New York, and it's Christmas time, and Kate Bishop is there, and she's got the Ronin suit, and then she doesn't, and somebody else has it, and we all got to figure out where the fuck it is, and what happened. I'll be home for Christmas. Lucky the dog. I'm just going to throw random phrases out. And that's the sum up of Hawkeye, everyone. Not completely inaccurate, to tell you the truth. No. Yeah, it was actually not bad. What'd you think of the series? Great. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I did, too. Yeah. It's good. The homage to the Matt Fraction comics is there without just being a one-for-one recreation. Yes. Yes. And uh, Haley Steinfeld is great. She's awesome. Clint yeah. Barton is fine. Florence Pugh is a gift. Florence Pugh is a gift. She is, man. She's so she's good great. in everything she's she does. She's fantastic when she pops up. That mac and cheese scene, man. Oh, my God. Do you know that was, that, that was her request? That was her yeah, to do the to do the hot sauce? Yeah, yeah. So good. It was amazing. She was really chowing that thing down, too. Uh, she's badass. And, yeah, she brings herself to everything she does, which is great. She's, yes. At the same time, she is both a, a like, bloodthirsty soulless killer and just a gal trying to live her best life in New York City. I just loved it. Yeah, she's just like, I'm going to see some sights, 
See the new, but uh, see the new Statue of Liberty, which yeah, I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "No, oh, no, the, I shouldn't see the tree." Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get into spoilers. Yeah, let's see. We're gonna just go right into spoilers for. Uh, let's for go Hawkeye. right into spoilers. Uh, Wilson Fisk. Yes, Kingpin makes makes a return in a big, literally big bad way. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio, man. Love it. I love it. I like that. They, okay, so let me get into this. Let me just ask you this. They clearly kind of. To me, at least, they kind of powered him up to be more comic accurate as far as the Kingpin, as opposed to what he was in Daredevil, where he seemed just more Which like... Which they a, also did, as you talked about in our Spider-Man thing, in uh, No Way Home, to a different character. Yes, they did. <laughs> I like how you said a different character. Well, like I you don't, because someone might be listening to the Hawkeye one. First? Yeah, because if they haven't seen No Way Home... Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, look at you looking out for the listener. <laughs> But uh, how did you feel about that? Great. Whatever they want to do, I'm fine with. Yeah. Like Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. They brought back Vincent D'Onofrio. They're letting him Vincent D'Onofrio it up. Yeah. And uh, I'm I couldn't be happier. It still feels to me like the same guy from Daredevil. You know, it's really interesting, too, that you say that one of the first things that Melinda, my fiance, if you're a new listener, said to me when we first finished that episode. Yeah. Was she said she said, I wonder if he's still spoilers for daredevil season three from like a million years ago but i wonder if he's still hurt from the end of that season when like matt murdoch really roughed him up and i was like what do you mean and she was like well i wonder if that's why it was so easy for kate bishop to beat him oh and i was like what (laughs) and she was like yeah it didn't seem like it was that hard and i was like it looked like she was about to die yeah he's a, a madman with str- the strength of a thousand men and she right. was like no i didn't get that i felt like it was over quick and she got him really easily he got shot in the chest with, with an, an arrow, arrow. <laughs> but he also could have kevlar on under no that went into a shirt mm, uh, i see what you're saying but that looked like it went deep do you know what i mean like that went thicker than a kevlar vest i don't know to me you know yeah but I, uh, I know what you're saying. But also then he also got hit with a car. So, he did. <laughs> you know. And blown up by like 40 Stark Tech arrows. Yeah. So I was like, mm. listen, I agree. But that is another opinion that somebody had. Right. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, it totally was, I thought it was really easy to beat him. And I thought he was stronger than that. I really like the idea of just powering him up just so he fits into this universe a little bit better. Yeah. Because uh, it would be a little weird that he would be a threat to the Hulk in any way if he was the same or Thor or Captain Marvel or well, just the idea that he's like the kingpin of crime in New York City. And then like any one of those guys could be like Bink, and just flick him to the wall and he'd be done. That doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't I don't think undo anything from Daredevil. I think it's just like, you know, I, that guy is not necessarily a reason that he would have had to really demonstrate the amount of strength that he was showing in this series, in that series, other than a fight with Daredevil, who is also very strong. And also, I mean, super powered. Right, exactly. So that doesn't discount this, you know what I mean? Or this, I should mm-hmm. say, doesn't discount that. Yeah, yeah. And also, to be frank as well, uh, Matt Murdock is a boxer and Kate Bishop is... 18 or something. I forget what they said. She said her age, but like 20 or something. Yeah, she's I mean, she's like in college. So anyway, the point is, yeah, I I, uh, agree with you. I love the fact that he's now in it and they made him really just comic kingpin. He's not even that like, look, they they were very careful to do things like the bow and arrow. He could be wearing a Kevlar vest. 
He could be wearing body armor of some kind. Right. They, he is strong, but she's also very light. She's very right. small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio was like six foot five yeah. or something, you know, He's and massive. I don't know how tall Haley Steinfeld is, but, you know, it is believable. Yes. The car thing is a little rough, but maybe she wasn't going that fast. You know, they, they made it very vague. But, you know, magic. So He is noticeably stronger, but not right. like... Not quite superhuman yet. Yeah, not where you go, oh, that's not even... That's, these are two different men. It's not unexplainable. Yeah, exactly. I love Echo in this. Oh, yeah. Maya's great. She's fantastic. This is her first... Thing ever. Yeah, yeah, it's her first thing on IMDb. Yeah, and uh, the, I love that she's really deaf. Yeah. And they change the character to be an amputee because she's really an amputee. I and love diversity, kicks, man. she ass in that. No pun intended. Yeah, she's great. She's the perfect fit for this character. Don't tell me if there's no pun intended. If I want there be to be a okay, pun Okay, there's in- a pun intended. No, I don't want to. The puns are Okay, gross. then no pun intended. No, don't tell me that there's no pun. If I want a pun, there's going to be a pun. Pun intended. Okay, so pun intended. Anyway. Fuck, I don't want to be pun. <laughs> she's great. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. She's, I don't know how they found someone so perfect for this character. Yeah. Perfect fit. I, I, don't, I don't really have anything else to say. She's moving and um, honest and uh, uh, the role is extremely physically demanding. Yeah. Uh, and granted, I'm sure she has a stunt person, but even the parts where you can see that it's her, uh, there's a lot of stuff that she is. Uh, she's doing a lot of the moves and you can tell it's right. her and she's great at it. Yeah. Kate Bishop's mom. Do you think she's Miss Mask? Is it Ms. Mask? Mad- 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 Mask. Mask. I couldn't remember. Uh, yeah. She has to be. If for no other reason, then why would you give that actress that haircut? I was going to say, she just, she has the and same haircut. And make your mad a mask. She has the exact same haircut. No one on earth would choose that haircut. Yeah. Unless you're mad a mask. Yeah. I, like, I, it has I to be. I suspect, maybe? I don't know, though. It'd be kind of weird. I, but who knows? Maybe. But why would you give that haircut? That's the only thing I Is Wilson Fisk dead? Uh, No. He's not. There's no way that they... Have you read any of the reading assignment yet? Uh, I have not. Is this the one I do... If this is the one I'm thinking of, I've heard now heard things about a similarity between the end of the series and... Is he blind? Is really yes. what I go- okay, yes, okay. he's blind. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get around it. I was like, fuck it. I just can't do it. Yeah. I've heard that. So they could go that way. They could go... Honestly, what I would... Lo- I don't know if I say like, but again, let's go into one of my wild theories that I love to just throw out. There's two kingpins and one of them's evil. Yes, that's it. They cut away. They don't cut away, but they pan up. Yeah. So that you can't actually see the shot being taken. So actually what I think is Echo is going to get her own series. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what I think would be great is if Echo got her own series and it opens up on this moment and the shot is not coming from her. And actually who I think they should bring in. Bullseye. Oh. And the shot was coming from him. And then they pick it's it up idea. from there. And she's the one who gets shot. Because there's so many alternatives, too. I mean, it's yes. possible that she can't bring herself to do it, so she just fires in a different fires direction. Over. Yes. It's possible absolutely. that right at the last second, he moves her arm out of the way. It's right. possible that she shoots him and thinks he's dead, but he's not actually. Right. There's so, there's many, so many things. Alternatives. I just like the idea of, like, let's start. I like the idea of, of her getting actually being the one getting shot. For mm. somehow, because if you're going to start a series with her, let's start her like at the bottom, down at the bottom yeah. and make her work her way up. And I think this she's got to climb that, her way back out of her grave. Yeah. she And that's and really physically is the only way I could see you making that character climb because yeah. she is a confident enough character and a strong enough character. Like you got to you got to really take her down. You got to literally shoot her. <laughs> 
and then make her climb her way back from injury to in order to take this guy down. And I was like, oh, let's bring in Bullseye to do that. Because I know they work together. It's not a bad idea. And uh, it would make sense that Kingpin would hire him to be his bodyguard. That's what I'm saying. It would make total sense. He was on top of the the the, one of the buildings in Rockefeller Plaza. Which would explain how he couldn't kill Kate Bishop because they were inside. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it. Excellent. Thank you. You're making my theory work for me. Yeah. Oh, since we're talking about the last episode in Rockefeller Plaza, can I just make two notes? One. Here's a little Easter egg. I don't know if you know this. The Owl. Yeah, it was there last that year. That is based on a real story. If, if people Rocky, the, Rocky owl. the Owl. is based on a real story. And he actually ate two tiny people. Yes, he did. But those tiny people were babies. But, <laughs> uh, which I love that inclusion. I was like, oh, that's a real thing. Here's what I am fascinated by. That they were allowed to use Rockefeller Center. Because Rockefeller Center is where NBC is. NBC is owned by Universal and not Disney. The idea that they would, that Universal would allow Disney to come in and shoot, not just like a cameo spot, but like a full episode in that one area is really fascinating to me. I was really kind of surprised that they would allow something like that to happen. But I'm also not super sure what, the rules are. Of I that? don't know what the rules are. I know to because shoot like every the city. shot of Times Square had so much stuff in it. And like, do you have to get the rights for every single thing? No, you have to get the rights to shoot in that area. And I, I don't know. I know to show signage. It can be sometimes tricky. Do you think it's possible that they made a set of Rockefeller? Like they had some high shots. It is. But I don't. And this is I don't know where you have to get into the rights of like. If you're going to use a set depicting a real place, do you have to get the position, the permission of the I real see. place? But they, a lot of that, I believe, was shot at Rockefeller Center. Yeah, it looked real. Well, F-A- like I was just in FAO Schwartz a couple of weeks ago, and when they were and in, it's broken, and it's broken, <laughs> and it was you glass can see everywhere. where they had their fight. There's broken arrows everywhere. But I actually did track like, oh, that is like where they're on the piano is on the second level. Like it's all if they made it a set, they made it really accurate to what the real place is. I mean, the FAO Schwartz stuff is a set. I for th- sure. it is, but. There was one, like I said, when they jump out of the window, obviously they're not jumping out of the real window. But like I said, there was there were some moments where I was like, that might be, uh, I think when they're on the ice, I think that's real. It looks I think real. that is real, too, because you can see all the buildings and shit. Yes. Unless it could be green screen. It I guess. could be green screen. They do that a lot and they do it really well that a lot of times you can't actually tell. But I do know that they filmed a lot like they got photos very early on of the two of them in the subway because they wanted to film in the subway. Right, 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 right. But I mean, even just the little stuff of them walking into the party, that's really at Rockefeller Center. Oh, That stuff is really at Rockefeller Center because I'm there all the time. So I can kind of see, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where they're, where they're standing right now. But I remember seeing that and I was like, that's amazing that this whole episode takes place at this thing that is owned by a different movie studio, essentially. I was really interested and how that yeah, came but to they're be. all billionaires. They probably are I all friends. They're all they were all at that auction. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I was going to say they probably all golf at the same time on the same you know same planet, <laughs> the same yeah. planet that we that they all own us, that they all own and they transport themselves to. Uh, it's hard to talk about this. A lot, because as we've said before, we both love this. And when we both love something, it's hard to really make stuff. I have a ton of notes that I can get in. I haven't even gotten to my notes yet. uh, Let's see. All right. You could cut this part out, but we're at an hour and a half right now. So we could go as long as you want. But I'm just putting it out there. So you choose how many times or how many or excuse me, how many notes you want to do. I'm going to have to cut that out. (laughs) Whatever. 
You're keeping an anarchy. That's what she said. Thanos was right is the perfect slogan to both portray a world that's beginning to lose confidence in the Avengers and punch Clint Barton in the face. I really liked that. Uh, I love how I love how everyone loves Ant-Man and no one gives a shit about Hawkeye. <laughs> it's great. It is. Kat, that, that's Katniss. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great. Um, Which, by the way, I'm shocked that that cat. There is no one dressed as Katniss Everdeen in Times Square, and I'm shocked by it. I'm not because that's not a mascot. Like you, it, your face isn't covered. Oh, believe me, they don't always cover their face in Times Square. Anyway, there's plenty of them that don't uh, cover their face. Maybe, but I, I have never seen one that didn't have any facial covering. I've seen one or two. Like what? What characters? Naked cowboy. But he's not. He's being himself. <laughs> No, he's not always naked. He's never naked. Or I, I actually, I don't know. I've he's never, never naked. He wears. Uh, Side note: tiny I've white. talked to that guy. My condolences. If that kid is Armand the Seventh, Jack probably has a brother or a cousin, perhaps a Jacques Duquesne. Which and is what does that mean? Oh, <laughs> explain this. Yeah, Jacques Duquesne is a character known as the Swordsman in the MC or in the MC, I thought, in the Marvel. Isn't that guy? His name to be is the Jack. But Jacques isn't that French for Jack? It is, but it's spelled, his name is spelled J-A-C-K. Jacques Duquesne is also like the guy who trained Clint Barton and his brother. Right. So I'm wondering, so they, my point is that. Right. I think we were meant to believe that this is Jacques Duquesne. And there's a chance that we could see the actual Jacques Duquesne down the road. Got it. Which may have been why they changed his name. So let me get this straight. In this scenario, then his parents had two children and they named one Jacques and one Jack. No, 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 no. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah. But you just said that means that Jack would have a brother. Or a cousin. Oh, or I said a he could have a brother or a or cousin. cousin. Okay. Because Armand the third, who's the one who dies, is his right. uncle. Got it. So if that guy had a kid, kid. named Jacques. Got it. Then they'd Got be cousins, it. which On could it. work. That could happen. That could right? work. That could work. But parents naming their kids Jack, Jack and, and Jacques. Jacques. I like that, though, too. They could have tw- They could be twins. I mean, uh, listen, I could understand that. They're rich assholes. Would take up swordplay and want to kill everyone if their parents named them Jack and Jacques. Exactly. That would send me in a murderous rage, too. Hawkeye has an I'm a really good lawyer moment when the Molotov cocktail is passed back through the window. Yes, he did. I like that. That was a pretty good. Pretty good moment. Overall, I love Clint Barton in this. I think this is a good format for him. I think this is I am uh, like mournful that we do not get. We're just not going to get the Clint Barton from the Matt Fraction comics. This is as close as we can get to it. Yeah, but I just like I like that they give this gave this character something to actually do. And some and they pointed him in that direction in a way that frankly is a little out of character for the Hawkeye that we have right, come to know in right. the MCU. But like, I'm glad they're they just sort of lean him in that direction in a believable way. But not so unbelievable that, again, I'm like, this is way out of character. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it's like a nice yes. negotiating yeah. point. It's a compromise between the two, which I, I do appreciate. I put your grills is cool. I clapped when he said his name. I don't know if you remember that character from the Wait, comics. Which one is Grills? Grills is the black guy that he gets Ronan back from in the LARPing yes, thing. Grills yeah, in yeah, the yeah. comics is the guy who grills on the roof. Yeah, He's like the heavy guy. And later he he's like, hey, what's your name anyway? And he's like, my name's Gil. And he goes, Gil? Your nickname is Grills, but your real name is Gil? <laughs> You're G- Gil Grills? 
That's amazing. <laughs> like they have like a whole moment. Yes. And he's also the guy in the comics who said, who calls him Hawk guy. Yes. And Clint is always like, no, it's Hawk guy. And he's like, oh. that's what I'm saying. Hawk guy, Hawk guy, Hawk guy. My light just went out. Perfect. Doesn't matter. Uh, what else? You don't care. I don't think they did enough with him being deaf. Like there's so much of that in the Matt Fraction comics. It's not that I don't think they did enough. They hit it like a lot and then they just kind of let it go. Right. That's sort of what I mean is that there was no payoff. Yeah. And I think maybe there was a point at the last episode. I don't know what that point was, but there was a point in the last episode. They could have brought it back for one last time. I do love the fact that they didn't marry his deafness to a specific event. I love that it was just like, no, nah, me just, too. I did like this that. guy just got the crap beat out of him yeah, for probably for like, 20, like years. 20 years. And it's just like, just you do that enough and you're going to be deaf. Like, that's it. He's an old man and he's just got the crap beat out of him. But there was, especially with Echo getting her own series, she had a beautiful moment with him where she was like, don't use that. Like, it's going to be harder for you. And it would have been nice to see him sort of have like a, Luke Skywalker moment, right? Where Luke Skywalker he takes it out puts and then he the fights. thing away. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would actually would have been good. And actually, that could have been really helpful against someone, uh, which leads to my next point. Someone like Kazi, if they had used him as he is in the comics, the clown. Um, I don't know if you remember that character from the comics, from the Matt Fraction comics, but he's fucking terrifying. Yeah. He's basically the Marvel version of the Joker. Right. He wears, he has like all white makeup. He is a silent killer right. who is stoic. He's a millionaire. Like his alter ego is like a rich business owner. Right, right, right. And he's the guy who makes Clint deaf in the comics. He like stabs his eardrums out with his own arrows. He's so terrifying. And Kazi in this is just sort of like a sniveling coward. Yeah. Which makes me kind of sad. But uh, if he was like a trained assassin and Clint couldn't rely on his hearing to like you know, catch the guy before he snuck up on him. It might've been interesting to see him try to turn his thing off. Yes. And uh, stop him that way. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. I love that. They call him Kingpin, not Fisk and not the Kingpin. He's just Kingpin, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm just so happy. Vincent D'Onofrio's back. I'm and Oh, ecstatic. and I said, Christ, that owl bit was good. And then I have Easter eggs. I don't know if you want to, let's do the Easter those. eggs. Let's get into it. Grand central still has a new statue on top of the building from when they have always done that yeah. from Ultron. You can even see it. There's a, they, isn't it Avengers uh, one. Is it Ultron? It's Ultron. No, because oh. it gets destroyed in Avengers one. Oh, and it gets and then rebuilt. The first, and then it gets rebuilt in age of Ultron. And actually they, you can see that in others, uh, far from home. You can see it. It's brief, but when they're swinging, you can see it at far from home. They have always done that. And I love that. They keep that up. The car, which is a 72 challenger that they don't use is a reference to the comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah uh, I love that. Clint very nearly loses Kate the same way that he lost Natasha being unable to save her from falling to her death which is why he sends her home. Yep. Florence Pugh says, my daddy says eating is good for you. <laughs> Great reference to uh, Black Widow, the movie. I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate does the same leap that Clint did in the Avengers film that inspired her to become a hero. When she jumps out the window, she does the exact same. She turns to the side and yes. jumps down, which is very cool. Okay, that's it. The last thing I have is who did Tony sell the tower to? Oscorp? Baxter? We still don't know. We still don't know. Oh, no, it can't be Oscorp. He's in... It, I guess I'll do it again just in case. Spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. He says there's no Oscorp. Right, but there isn't yet. Yeah, you're right. There isn't yet. But he couldn't have sold it to a company that doesn't exist yet. That's true. But he could have sold it to a Norman Osborn and Peter Parker just doesn't know who that is. True. But if he sold if he sold a building like Avengers Tower to Norman Oscorp, I think that guy would be 
unknown entity. I just have to point out that you said Norman Oscorp. Did I say Norman Oscorp? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> Hold on. I'm debating. Nah, I don't care. That's the cl- that's a that's a good enough error that it's it's okay. It, it it's fine. Do we think it's the Baxter Building? I think it's going to be the Baxter Building. Yeah. It makes it's the only one that kind of makes sense. Is the Baxter Building? Could be Kang as well. It could he, be uh, that happens in the comics. He yes. takes a different name. Yes, they could be Kang. So that's the other one that could make sense. But I really think. I'm wondering if they had that storyline because they just want to get rid of the. It didn't make sense to have the tower anymore, so they made that storyline. But they didn't say because they're like, we'll just keep this for whenever we need it. Like it, it can be bought by anyone, and then when we want to fill this in, and it becomes useful to us. So if it's the Baxter Building, it's the Baxter Building. If it's Charles Xavier, it's Charles. You know what I mean? Like it, it could just be anybody, and we'll just put this in whenever whenever we want. Um, but that being said, I think it's the Baxter building. I do. I, I honestly do. It's the only one that really makes any sense. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm going to for something else. But okay, uh, go for it. I, I was just thinking that like if we're bringing in actors playing the same characters they played in the Netflix shows. Yes. It's going to be real confusing when Mahershala Ali shows up. Yeah. I think they will just bring in the four defender. I think they'll bring in three out of the four defenders, if I'm yeah. honest with you. <laughs> and maybe Connie? Oh, she would be great. I think they're going to be very selective from the Netflix series that they're going to bring in. And this is... I'm fine with. I This is going to be something that I think the Netflix series they're going to selectively retcon and I'm totally okay with it. I think there are the elements of the Netflix series that work really well and ones that don't. And I think this is a time you can cherry pick and just say like this stuff, forget it. It didn't really happen. This stuff is still, it still exists, and that's okay. There's enough there that you could kind of do that, and it doesn't. You're not completely undoing a thread. I think they're going to keep the three out of the four of the defenders that everyone likes. I think they'll, obviously they're keeping Kingpin. I think they'll keep Punisher. I think he's great. And Kevin Feige confirmed in an interview that if they do Daredevil again, it's going to be Charlie. It's going to be Charlie Cox. Yeah, but I don't think. What's, who's he played? Is it Cottonmouth? Is that what his name yeah. is? And he yeah. died? I think he died, if I remember, in season one. He does. He dies like halfway through the season. So there's no there's no issue there. And I think if the two characters met Blade and Luke Cage, I don't, I, I don't even think they would give it a line. I think they'd just be like, nobody remembers this. It's fine. I trust Mahershala Ali as well to play that character very differently. Yeah, so it'll be <laughs> like, fine. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's going to seem like the yeah. same guy. I don't think it'll be, uh, And like I said, I think there's a select characters. Some of Daredevil's supporting cast they'll probably bring back. I think that's about it. I, you know, I can't even think of like really good villains from the other Netflix shows. They might, Maybe David Tennant, but oh, for the most yeah. part... I don't think there's he was really good, but that's what I mean. They can just cherry pick like these people are good and the fans love these guys. Chuck the rest. It doesn't matter. You think they'll bring what's his face in who was bullseye. I have not seen seen season three of Daredevil, so I couldn't tell you. You're in it. Uh, I know, but I think I'm also dead in it. I think I'm dead in the MCU, actually. I Uh, think I'm dead in the MCU. I don't know if this is the MCU. Oh, that's true. So maybe I'm alive in the MCU now. I could have been resurrected in the MCU. You were the only one that didn't blip back. I want to, Let's make up a backstory for my character. Do you think <laughs> I blipped? By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, I was on the set of Daredevil once for like one day. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've ever told that story on the mic. I think you have, but it was a very long time ago. You know that story because you're in the story because I texted you. You did, but it, it, we had the podcast. We were doing the podcast. We were doing the podcast back then, weren't we? Yeah, I think so. Because I think we talked about it. Yeah. 
Because I signed an NDA and I was like, they're not going to find this shit. They don't give a shit about well, us. Well, it wasn't that you couldn't say, like, I was honest. I think we we were extremely vague about it. Yeah. But I was on Daredevil season three, everybody. Yeah. And I saw absolutely nothing. So don't fucking tweet us. Don't ask questions because I can't answer them. I've never seen the I've never seen the season and I there was no one there. I saw Bullseye, but I didn't know he was Bullseye. It was so weird too because uh part of the NDA was like Kingpin is gonna be played by Vincent D'Onofrio in the Hawkeye series in like six years, but you're not allowed to say anything about it. So you've known this the whole time. Yeah. I've known this the whole time. I didn't know what the yeah. hell they were talking about. I was like, what? Vincent to who? The, what, to Hana Hana? Who's the Kang Pine? And it just dissolved into me just saying weird random words. <laughs> yeah, this was great. I may like this. I don't want to say I like this the best, but I think I just enjoyed it the most because it's just the easiest to watch. It's very quick. It's very quick. Every, this is the only Marvel show that every single episode when it ended, I went, oh, yes, because I just wanted it to keep going. Yes, because I think this one feels closest to an actual MCU movie. Yeah. And so I think that's why if I were to say I like this the best, I think that's the only reason why I was like, this just I feels still like need. I need them to start releasing them so I can binge them. Nah, I still like the week to week. You're wrong. Nah, I want to watch every episode. You're an impatient child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've agreed on something, let's... give me what I want. I'm paying for it. You want, you want me to give you what you want? I'm going to give uh, you what you want right now. Ready? Hey, Andrew. Oh God. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Hey, Andrew. What? Where can they find us? Well, if you sat through this two-hour-long episode, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak, where we post our episodes directly. And an episode this long is going to break that entire website. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at MediaLunchBreak. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're at YouTube.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak. We've got a very funny video up there of uh, James Franco not being allowed to be in the Spider-Man movie. It's I'm I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of it as well. I it's think really we, we both did a great job. And yes. uh, I think the editing sucks, but I take full responsibility for that. You're a jackass. Okay. <laughs> you can also find us on TikTok where our handle is at the media lunch break. Please go there. Please subscribe because Chris isn't doing anything with it. Uh, so we just need to fake it. We just need a bunch of people to show up. And just pretend like if you could like Emperor's New Clothes it for us and just be like, oh, my God, I love their videos. And even though we haven't released one in like two months, that'd be fantastic. I had a thought. I saw a report today about uh, the guy on TikTok that deep fakes Tom Cruise. Yes. If someone wants to do that with me and go on our TikTok, that would be stellar. <laughs> if you could deep fake my face. Let's get in touch with that guy. TikToks. Ah, I would love to be like, hey, man, I'll give you 50 bucks and a ham sandwich to to, 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 deep fake me, Chris. And he's like, that guy, I'm going to need at least 50 ham sandwiches and one dollar. Anyway, so proud that you made that joke right now. Thank you. You're welcome. If you didn't get that joke, go watch the Franco. Go watch the Franco. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you want to pitch in, keep the uh, keep the lights on. Because uh, if you're watching on Patreon, Chris's light went out. It went actually out. in the middle of this because he can't out. afford to pay his bills. No. So um, this is if you're not a patron, this is your fault. And Chris has two kids and a wife. I mean, for now. Yeah, until they all walk out because he can't afford to keep the lights on. Yes. 
Yeah. The baby's going to literally walk out. Yeah, with a little little tiny suitcase. With a little bindle. Little bindle. My God. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Uh, give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And last but not least, special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. She's helping us keep the lights on. What are you doing? What am I doing? I, I just meant people listening. Oh, what are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm not doing anything. The lights went out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are, what are you doing? Staring at this Hawkeye poster. No, I'm talking about the people. I'm oh, talking oh, about oh, the people. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, uh, as always, uh, Andrew mentioned it. If you're if you're liking what you're hearing, leave a review. You can leave it right in app. It helps us out. Leave a five star review. If you leave a five star review, you can put whatever you want in there. You don't actually even have to review the show. You could use it for whatever platform you'd like. Uh, if you want to break up with your girlfriend, go ahead, leave it right in there. Leave a five star review. Just put it right in the review. You know what? What's that? Leave your favorite recipe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, all right, Andrew, what would you like a good recipe for? What have you been dying to be able to cook? You know what? I have a recipe I really like for Brussels sprouts, but it's made me like them so much. I'd love more recipes for Brussels sprouts. Okay. All right. If anyone out there has a good Brussels sprouts recipe, leave a five star review. Leave it right in there. That's a good one. I like that one. Let's see. I think. Hmm. You know what? I uh, I need a good gravy recipe, actually. Do you? You need a good one? Gravy. Yeah, I do. I do need one. All right. It's it's the one aspect of the meal I've not yet conquered is is a gravy. All right. So if anyone has a good gravy out there, I'd like a, I'd like a good gravy recipe. Leave a five star review. Leave it right in the app. You can do it right in app. Just copy paste it from whatever from I don't know all recipe. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you do. Minimalist baker. It doesn't matter. Just copy paste it right into the review. Just put it right in there. Uh, leave a five star review. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. We just talked about Hawkeye and Spider Man. If you were like what? the hell were you talking about this you should be talking about something else you let us know first of all i mean if you're gonna say that there was no way we weren't going to talk about this but we could talk about something else on another episode and you could or tell just us make this episode way longer exactly if you're like hey there's this thing that's out there i want you uh, give me a talk about this please i need someone to talk about this because i've seen it and no one else has let us know. We will we'll, we'll give it a shout out. If you're a creator out there, I know I've said this a lot, but if you're a creator out there, you're making a comic, you're making a thing, you want us to put some eyes on it, you want us to talk about it, send send some people to it, send it over. We're happy to talk about it. I love doing stuff like that. We're going to do a reading assignment in two weeks uh, about Daredevil, but if you're reading something and you're like, this is what people should be reading, tell us about it. We want to hear about it. Other than that, I think... That's about it because my God, this can't get any longer anymore. That's what she said. I'm exhausted. That's what she said. Can we be done now? That's what she said. I'm not going to be able to edit this. <laughs> no, just slap it together and whatever. Who cares? <laughs> oh, man. Let's be done. You want to be. Nope. You want to be finished? I do. Yeah. Okay. I know. You're sad. I didn't say the thing. I'm going to get you. You're going to slip up. Never. Never again. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's, we did a thing. We did a thing. Thank you. I was like, I'm missing something. <laughs> we did a thing. We're there so was, tired. There wasn't You're a trying thing. to jump I'm to exhausted. the end. We're not there yet. Jesus. Uh, we did a thing, though. There we did. Man, did we do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. 
We did a thing. There wasn't a thing there, and now there's a big old thing here. Yeah. Uh, so now it's your turn. Go out there and do a thing. Go out there and make a thing. This is how easy it is. We sat here for two hours and just made a thing. And now you can do it, too. It's really that simple. Go out and do something. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Actually, by the time this comes out, Happy New Year. 2022, bitches. It's going to be better because really can't nowhere to go oh, but up. Oh, fuck. Don't jinx it. <laughs> nah, I just fucked it for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that fear. That's t- uh, I, somebody needs to make a clinical term for this fear. If there's not one already. Andrew, it is time I be fucking off right now. <laughs> be, I almost said it. Pee? Do you have to pee? Yeah. Let's I've, not get off the mic until we figure this out. I've though. got a mug here, though. I thought you've. Oh, and it's empty because you drank, drank all your all, tea. Yeah. Mm. I could make some more right now. That's gross. <laughs> oh, come on. Bear Grylls has done it. Well, all right. If Bear Grylls has done it, then. I don't make a move until How I know How bad could it bear. be? It's my germs. Actually, you're in a sterile. <laughs> that's true. That's a true fact. To you. Your urine is sterile yes. to you. Well, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I just said. We're having the same conversation. I know. We're arguing I the said same point I, right It now. would be my germs, and you said it's sterile, and I was saying, yeah, to me. Yeah. Whatever, man. Can we be done? <laughs> yeah, Trevor!